0: Hello, um this is (coughs) (coughs) This is Ron Paul Levolution Radio. I am calling you from my fortified uh and pure um compound uh deep in the heart of uh haha you thought you'd get me, I won't tell you where Texas. Um, I am joined here by one of my many mistresses. Uh, this is, I believe, a El- young Eliz- Eliz- El- 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 Elizabeth. Correct? Hi. Hello, and of course my 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 footman uh, and bodyguard, uh, young uh, Chomsky, who I believe is a uh, Hebrew fellow. Um, Liz. Liz, uh, I, 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 I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, are
1: you feeling okay?
0: Yeah, uh, it's just a little. So, uh, it's just a little. It's just a little something I picked up on the road.
1: What? Um. You know, what are your symptoms? You sound a little. You sound a little like out of
0: breath. Well, it's made it very difficult for me to say the n word. I will say that <laughs> it's made it very difficult. You know, as as you know, in my career as Ron Ron Paul, I've done that a, a, quite a lot, and it's it's hard for me to continue like this. But yes, I'm out of breath. That's mostly from I've been doing mutual masturbation over Zoom calls.
1: Okay, okay,
0: all right. <laughs>
1: and scene scene uh that was very funny
2: you thought you thought I was Ron Paul and I
1: did and then you said oops just kidding and revealed yourself to be
2: Brace Belden
1: that's correct the one and only
2: uh of course I already introduced these two jokers so we don't need to go through that again Liz let's quick check in we got a hell of an episode for you guys today uh, quick check in. How you doing, sweetheart?
1: Uh, I'm okay. I think I kind of a boring day. The days really? are starting to blur.
2: Yep. Yep. Mine. Uh, mine. Mine too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I gotta like. Str- I keep saying this and then I don't do it, but I gotta strategize some things.
2: What do you mean? In terms of like, uh, like doing
1: the- more stuff, figuring out stuff to do.
2: Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Is like it's. <laughs> One becomes rather limited eventually. Yeah. you could get into. Have you? If I could, could you? Uh, have you heard of World of Warcraft?
1: No, I'm not gonna game. I don't want to game.
2: This see, this is week two. Uh, we'll revisit this topic <laughs> in week seven, and we'll see oh where we're Oh my you're god,
1: week seven.
2: So yeah, for those of you who do not live near uh, San Francisco, I I guess actually this information is freely available on the internet. Uh, SF has officially extended its lockdown order until May first. Yeah, I, and I, I think probably that's every like at
1: least it at says least. at least.
2: Well, that's so that's been my thing is I think they're just going to keep doing like this like little bit at a time thing so that people don't go fully insane
1: or bounce and there's like some crazy thing where like people are getting out of the city or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I anticipate June if we're lucky.
2: Um, yeah, probably. I would say, I would say early June
1: but or mid June. We could be looking at July.
2: Yeah. Well, I can't, personally, I cannot wait until it's the beautiful summer nights here in San Francisco. And I am once again at the roller rink, but I <laughs> get to go on the inside track so I can stay six feet away from everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, uh, what I'm trying to do is not think about it. I
1: know. I spent too much time thinking about it this morning and it like put me in a really bad space.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. The days have been going by quickly for me, which is not a good sign. I think, I don't know why it's not a good sign, but it doesn't feel like a good sign. Like it's astounding to me that it's evening time right now.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. You look up and you're like, what the fuck? Where'd the day go?
2: Yeah. I did a lot of walking today, both inside my house and the pacing. Sort of pattern and then outside in a I call it an extended pace. Um, but yeah, it's we, it's so weird. I know. Well, luckily, um, you know, we might be going crazy as time goes by from being locked in our houses, but for good news, there's also going to be another depression.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, on yeah, and good news of the week is that the federal government seems to be in tip top shape.
2: Mm, yeah, and doing the, great.
1: The markets are up
2: mm-hmm. soaring.
1: everything's fine.
2: So from what I understand, a bull market is that is the guy that comes in and has sex with your wife while you watches. That's the bull. <laughs> Market. Okay, I'm not even Okay, you're not gonna entertain that one. All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the markets are markets are climbing, baby, right? You love markets.
1: No, they're just up a little bit, but uh yeah, they're definitely not they're not hemorrhaging like they were last week, prior to the professor doctor and his infinite wisdom
0: mm-hmm. kind
1: of trying to calm them down. And then also the stimulus relief bill. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, seemed to calm some things. Um, But there's, there's much more to this story and what's going on in the economy. So I think it's great that today we have on Alexander Skaggs.
2: All right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Who's our, <laughs> what do you call her? Fin, what do you call Finco.
2: her? Finco. She's our fin financial correspondent. Finco. I, li-
1: I like that. That's cool. Um, and she's uh, she's here. We're going to talk what's going on in the Fed. Mm-hmm. What is up with the with Mnuchin and his crazy, is he the most powerful treasury secretary in all of history? And, you know, just what this possible depression we're facing down looks like.
2: Because here's the thing, baby. You might be depressed inside your house, but the economy is also depressed.
1: <laughs> the economy needs to do some self-care.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the economy should stop masturbating as much. <laughs> no. And I think the economy should maybe go for a run, but not at peak hours when everyone else is doing
1: Maybe the economy should stop gaming and maybe call up a nice girl on the phone.
2: Maybe the economy should stop bugging me and maybe I'm already on the, maybe the economy is already literally on the phone with a girl right now, which is how he's recording this episode.
1: Maybe the economy should remember what time they were supposed to call to say hello. So they were, cause they were going the uh, economy was gonna video chat Maybe earlier. the economy.
2: Maybe the economy is holding up the economy's phone right now and is showing you uh, that the economy called Someone who didn't pick up and then when when he te- when the economy texted like an hour later, it's like, hey, do you want to talk before we record? Uh, and then maybe the economy gets a text back being like, oh, yeah, and then eventually a call back. And maybe on that call, the economy is told, oh, I missed your call, even though I know how phones work. I know that you did. You may have missed a call, but you saw the call. Maybe that's what happened to the economy. I didn't
1: see the call. My phone was in my coat pocket, and it didn't show up on my computer. And oh, I was what? Waiting. You're out, and ab- you're you're out and about? Because you said you were going to FaceTime. You said you're, you want to FaceTime.
2: You're out and about spending money in what? The economy? 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 Who I'm do you think saying, was calling?
1: I'm just saying. Yesterday you said you wanted to FaceTime. You didn't do that today.
2: This isn't about me. <laughs> this is, it makes it more embarrassing if I say it's about me. <laughs> Okay, let's get this on the road. Welcome to another episode of End the Fed Radio. My name here is is Ronald Paul, no relation. I am joined here by Liz Franzak, and we have with us today our official Truanon, which is also the other name of this podcast, Finco, which stands for financial correspondent, uh, financial reporter at Barron's, Alex Skaggs. How you doing? Alexandra.
3: Good.
1: (laughs) You holding down safe?
3: yep yep i'm in delaware uh which is a state believe it or
1: not (laughs) i thought it was one big credit card actually one big bank it's also
3: that
2: so (laughs) i gotta say it's a little on the nose for you to have (laughs) Could be in delaware
1: (laughs) you're going straight into the belly of the beast that's true gonzo financial reporting
3: on the ground reporting um all the companies are here um maybe like 10 people, which means it's good for coronavirus.
1: Yeah, that is good.
2: Well, maybe a few less of those companies pretty soon, too.
3: Yeah, seriously. So we are
1: so excited to have you back on the show because, as many of our listeners, I'm sure, are aware, there have been some big moves at the Fed in a really short period of time. Um, I feel like the last time you were on, we kind of were talking about all this stuff in context of what... Was possibly going to happen with the what we didn't even know was yet going to be a world historical pandemic? <laughs> but it turns out we were all kind of spot-on about some of our reads and what was going on in the global markets. Um, so we're so stoked to have you back on to kind of help us walk through our listeners and womenspla some some of the the unprecedented moves the Treasury and the Fed are taking um,
2: in the wake of this crisis.
3: Yeah, it's been a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yes. yeah, I, I'm
2: playing right. the role of dumb guy here, which is purely a role. So uh, <laughs> listeners, I'm on your side with this. But uh, yeah, what's going on here?
3: Okay, so in the past uh, three weeks, the Fed has intervened and the treasury market and the mortgage-backed security market, remember those things? They blew up the economy in 2008. It's uh, intervened in the corporate debt market, which is mm. a totally new thing. And it started backstopping money market funds. And I think that it's done a few other things, but like...
2: Yeah, I think it's in the market. commercial paper market, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Wait, what is the, what is the corporate debt market is a new thing or it's a new thing for the fed to intervene in?
3: Oh, it's a new thing for the fed to
2: intervene in. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's good.
3: (laughs) So
1: when we say, just so we can totally explain when we say they're intervening, what exactly is like, what is, what are they doing?
3: Okay. So they're buying treasuries, they're buying mortgages and they're just like keeping them on their balance sheet, uh, Mm -hmm. like indefinitely. And they're buying an unlimited amount. So basically, they're just saying, like, we want interest rates to be low. We want mortgage rates to be low. So we're just going to buy everything that we can to keep rates low. Yes. Which is a generally good idea.
1: Right. Um, I guess my question is, you know, I think people's only real comparison or like you mentioned, the immediate comparison is 2008. And just in terms of scale, what's happening, like that versus the intervention, you know, when the Fed basically took on, you know, AIG and, you know, again, buying up a bunch of the what they called toxic, you know, what's, who knows how they determined what was toxic and what wasn't, um, debt to get a bunch of stuff off of the bank's balance sheets, like how that compares to maybe what we're seeing now.
3: Okay, so that that's a good that's a good question. So in oh eight there was really like a bunch of like actually toxic mortgage backed securities Mm -hmm. out there. At at this point, like markets themselves have been going down a lot, obviously, but they haven't been like completely blown up the way they were in two thousand and eight. So this is all really like it's preemptive measures from Mm. the Fed instead of like it was really funny. In 2008, I think they were they were listening to Larry Summers and they were listening to Tim Geithner and they were our favorite. I know, right? <laughs> um, so they were doing as little as possible, basically. So they like tiptoed into the market. This time, they just were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do everything we can, the just the entire range of intervention." And I think mm-hmm. that they're actually gonna create something to buy municipal debt too.
1: Yes, well, really they are going to get into muni bonds. I think yeah. what which what is are pretty wild.
2: for 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 people of uh, unbonded people like myself. <laughs> what is a municipal bond?
3: So it's what like New York State issues to build a highway. Um, hmm. It's what New York City issues to pay for you know stuff New York City pays for, um, and I'm trying to think about other kinds. It's usually like state governments and local governments and like the MTA.
2: Okay. And now they're they're buying those?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of wild.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: So traditionally, the Fed does not try to go into these markets just because on the municipal side, they're like, okay, well, if the federal government wants to help like Congress can do that, right? Like the Treasury mm-hmm. can do that directly. So, why would we help out? But of course, the way that things have been working in Washington, it seems like actually the quickest way to do it is just to let the Fed go ahead and start buying them.
2: Huh.
1: So, you actually just brought up a good point, which is that usually the Treasury does it and not the Fed. But I have a question about is there a difference between the two now? <laughs>
3: there's less of one uh, yeah i think it seems good. like that
1: line is really blurring
3: yeah i mean it makes sense right and it makes sense considering yeah. like what we're facing which is a giant pandemic that left what was the jobless claims number last week like
2: 3 million 3.2 3. 3. 2 million yeah
3: which is absolutely fucking nuts compared and, to um, yeah yeah.
1: We might see what th- between 3 and 5 million this week.
2: Just 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 for and there was also 282,000 before the week before. So, I mean, that's 3.5 million basically in two weeks, but they expected it to be 1.7 million, so it's basically double that. And the highest previous one week thing was an 82 at $695,000. Excuse me, 695,000 jobs in one week, which is insane.
1: Yeah, so it's it would be, I mean, I'm just doing some, I'm doing this in my head so no one fact check it, even though this is recording. But if we're looking at upwards of like 8 million people unemployed within two weeks, I mean, that's getting close to like a 6% unemployment rate in two weeks, 6 7% unemployment rate. And that's, you know, I think something to think about with that is that, you know, those claims are going to be higher in California because the state shut down much quicker than any other state. And there are still states that aren't shut down and that's going to kind of continue to, um, you know, kind of like dominoes as we move into, you know, Q2. So it's really like, um, a little scary, the, the, the unemployment prospects that we're looking at, which I I want to get into, but I almost like don't want to get into that just yet yeah, yeah. Because Absolutely. I maybe we can talk about that when we get into the bailout and the stimulus. Right, right. But just to really quickly, like, kind of um, circle back. I hate that fucking term. I'm sorry. <laughs> just back, <laughs> back to the to just that. to the Fed intervention. Like, I do kind of you know I don't want to give people the impression that like what the Fed is doing is necessarily like bad or wrong. This isn't like the bank bailout. We can talk yeah. about Mnuchin and what they're doing with the corporate bailout. But what the Fed is doing is, like you said, it's like a preemptive measure in order to stop what would have been a massive hemorrhage, it looks like.
3: Yeah. Well, like, what's really kind of going on is that every company in the country basically is saying like, okay, I need as much cash as I can get my hands on, but like all at once. And it's not just the companies too. It's like, you know, assholes in the Hamptons Mm -hmm. going out and trying to, you know, withdraw all their money and put it in their mattress. It's like basically everyone, everyone wanted cash all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that like basically made markets go nuts Mm -hmm. and it's not supposed to be really expensive to borrow short term, but when everyone's pulling their money out from cash markets and like short term, uh, let me think like money market funds, basically, Mm -hmm. then like the rates on those things go up and all of a sudden- Right, it's like cascading. Exactly. And it costs like, you know, 5% to borrow overnight or for like a week.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, I think like, you know, not to like use a scary like ooga booga (laughs) word, but like you would say that they were kind of trying to potentially stave off a liquidity crisis-
3: Oh, yeah, like a full blown run.
2: Yeah. Like, Wait, it's a liquidity crisis. That means money, like real money. Yeah. Oh. That
3: means, that like, means
1: they didn't want a bank run,
2: basically. Yeah. Gotcha. like Corporate and uh, individual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, that sounds bad.
3: Yeah. That, well, that was the thing that scared me. Cause like, you know, the stock market goes down 2% or 5% or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you know, stock markets move a lot. I've seen it, whatever. But then I was looking at the numbers of like, cause they actually track how much investors take out from like money market funds and mm-hmm. stuff. And those were the highest ever by like a lot. Hmm. And that ever, sort of like, freaked me
2: out. Yeah. E- like ever, ever.
3: Well, okay. Like since 92 uh, ever. I'm sure that there were worse bank runs in like the thirties or maybe the eighties. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Wow. Though that is, that is.
3: Yeah. That feels
1: like a little bit of an underreported angle, but also probably underreported because they don't want people to panic. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's really hard to, to write about that stuff because it's sort of like, Oh, there's a run going on, but like, You shouldn't take your money out, but, like, everyone else
2: Well, You know, something I've noticed while walking around the streets these days is that everybody is running. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: good for
3: your lung health.
1: Well, I do, just to pinpoint something, too, that is frustrating is that you mentioned how all the corporations don't have any cash. And so that is something that I think speaks to maybe a larger possible – systemic problem i know they don't like to use that term because that's a loaded term but on this on the street as they say or as like dorks like me say but um but the fact that you know these companies you know they don't have cash because they've been using all their tax cuts in stock buybacks right and they're kind of like trying to get more in order to you know so they're completely like lean because they've just been enriching their shareholders
2: with all of the yeah. money they've been saving from the tax cuts. So wait, these guys don't have any money because they've just been paying themselves.
3: Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? <laughs>
2: I'll be honest with you guys. I would probably do that
3: too. <laughs> so. It's almost like this system is the problem.
2: But <laughs> yes. I well, I, probably, no, let yeah. me be clear. These individuals should be in prison as well. Uh, but yes. Yeah. Um, Wow. So this is I this is crazy. I, I thought these guys were supposed to be good with money.
3: Yeah, right? Well, I feel like because they wanted so much to like get every single penny of profit out of mm-hmm. every you know, every penny they spend, um, they basically they got to the point where they were basically borrowing against like supplies that hadn't come in yet.
1: Mm, more or less. Yes. Like they
3: like all you guys know about like the just in time delivery stuff. Oh and, like, yeah. Basically, they were trying to make sure that like there is no fat whatsoever. This is the
1: like drop shipment model, uh, but for like profit. Walmart. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, but like it's like if Walmart had like maybe seventy five percent of what it needed in its warehouse, right? And then it was like, okay, well, we'll just, like, ship the other one straight from our supplier to the customer. Like, the, the amount that the companies were leveraged, like, operationally was, and, and it sounds terrible, it's stupid words to use, but, like, I'm trying to think of other ways to describe it. It just was really stretched. I mean, why I- is that, do you think? I mean, so, okay, what I think the fundamental problem is, is that markets, especially the stock market, has been operating on the assumption that corporate earnings grow every year,
1: right? no matter what.
3: And that strikes me as like kind of problematic, because corporate earnings don't always grow every year. And so the shareholders expect that, and when the shareholders don't get it, they're like, okay, well, how are we going to grow earnings? And one mm-hmm. way you can do that is by buying other companies by buying back shares by doing all of this stuff but like the question is how much of it is financial engineering and how much of it is real
1: that's like that was a big thing with apple because apple would report these you know year-over-year earnings that were insane and you'd be like wow apple's doing great and then you dig into it and you see it's absolutely just you know, either it's like totally inflating stock prices through whatever buyback strategy they have or other kinds of, you know, financial maneuvering, like you say. So there's these like, you know, I, I mean, it's again, there were there's the underlying like systemic issues here that are kind of just all like being brought to the fore, it seems like.
3: Well, yeah, and, you know, you talk about how there are supply shortages of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of that is that these companies just had no room for anything to go wrong.
1: Well, that was, again, you know, as you rightly point out, that's by design. I mean, there was, like, fucking Larry, Larry Summers is, like, out there. He's, like, oh, my God. He's, game. like, up there on the list, man. Oh,
2: Absolutely.
1: My God. But um, he uh, he came out and he was like, how come we don't have masks? Where are all these ventilators? Yes. Why are these supply chains in China? And I'm like, Larry, my dude, you literally wrote this policy under Obama. Like, what are you talking about?
2: Classic move. Yeah, I, the stock buyback thing has been really interesting. This is that's like I, I, it's. I guess it is a good way to show up profit when it doesn't look, or to show up like appearances when it doesn't look like it's going to be like a good year or something.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the way that a lot of the ways that people look at this is earnings per share. So if yeah, you, yeah, exactly. If you shrink the shares, and the earnings per share goes up, just like math.
2: Right, less shares, more earnings. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is the way I would. And do it's business. just
3: to float. It's just yeah. to float the stock
1: market because everything is fictitious now. It's not actually. And that's like I guess what's so frightening about what we're facing. Like I, I think we were talking or I was talking to someone else, it's like I can't even get my mind around the scope of what we're dealing with. Like I can't like physically in my mind understand the like contagion, not to use a, you know, whatever, a little bit that's a yeah. little on the nose. But um <laughs> Because it's because of all of these things that touches, I mean, like, and like real things, it's like, okay, stock market fine, like 2008 was, you know, even though it had real world ramification, or like, kind of like what you would call like Main Street ramifications, right? Like, I don't want to, you know, I'm not downplaying that, believe me, that's like, not my brand to downplay that at all. But like, it primarily originated on Wall Street. And so it could kind of be dealt with there, in a lot of ways. Even though, of course, people losing their houses, that could, you know, that's not on Wall Street. Yeah. But it went from Wall Street to the rest of America. And this is, like, not a Wall Street problem. This is, like, an actual American, like, financial and economic, like, real economic, like, supply chain fucking disaster.
3: And one of the funny things is that, like going into this, like, companies are super indebted, they have, like, a ton of operational leverage, they're basically, again, like, borrowing against their supply chain, and people are talking about this stuff, like, oh, well, you know, it's not in the banks, so it can't be systemic, so, like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I love the (laughs) system we've created. I know. But, like, the, the pandemic is, like, it seems almost perfectly created to just like blow that entire system up because everything changed all at once, only in the real world. And the banks are like, Oh, we're fine. But like, who cares?
2: Oh well, my it's God. The, the, st- the stock market has been doing rather like, okay. The past few days. Right.
3: Have you heard it's in a bull market again? Exactly. Oh, sake.
2: And because, <laughs> you know, Liz has been harping on this as, you know, I actually, you know what, that's gendered language I'm using. Liz has been a harpy about this. No. <laughs> um, it's Liz has been harping about how Trump's whole like she thinks Trump's whole uh, you know talk of getting back to work by Easter and stuff was just a way to to I really enjoy saying this to juice the market a little bit. I don't know which I don't know which one of Donald Trump's disgusting slob sons, uh, who one of whom, by the way, is married to. Uh, Mayor. New- or excuse me, Governor Newsom's ex-wife, which I think is very funny and baller. Um, one of them said right before this, like everything crashed, basically was saying, "Um, now is a great time to invest. If you're looking at stocks, here's a time to get involved." And I think obviously that was just like, you know, they're 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 they were trying to like bump it a little a little more. And I'm not so sure that like it's just crazy to me that it's going up while things, everything else is getting worse, but it's bullshit. Right.
3: Yeah. So I actually (laughs) like got in, I got in a little argument with people on the internet about this. So I actually think that, and like, this is really grim. Right. But I think that part of the reason stocks are doing better is because jobless claims were so high, which like, because, you know, what What are they, right? They're minimizing costs. Like, this is the sort of, like, ruthless logic that the market actually imposes on the world. You know, if you if everyone thinks everything's getting a lot worse, and, like, stocks sell off a ton, and they're down whatever, 20%, mm-hmm. you know, that's, like, a worst-case scenario type thing, and then that's all priced in. And then all of a sudden, it looks like companies are, like, uh, cutting costs, yeah. you know, laying people off quicker than people thought, and not getting in trouble for it, uh, you know, maybe that makes them a better
2: investment. Oh, I see you know? what you're saying. So like whatever sports, sports warehouse or whatever, praise basically preemptively lays off all of its badminton clerks, etc. I'm not really sure, you know, I'm a sports guy, but you know, it's, I, I just, it's mostly body sports. Um, but it's, so they lay off body sports, you know, uh, sports, you wouldn't understand. All right. Um, but, uh, so, so they lay off everyone off but like you know whatever they're still shipping stuff or like you know and so all of a sudden it looks like they're actually saving a lot of money because not only did they not get in trouble for laying everyone off they didn't have to do the thing like they do in Europe where they actually have to pay the salary. Yeah. And some people.
3: Yep. And the quicker they do it the more they're like okay well we're going to survive at least mm-hmm. but then like you know what happens to the people who were working there
1: like But it's got to be a short term. Run, Yeah. Like real short because, I mean, I don't know, you you know, you can lean out your company as much as you want, but, and, you know, again, pretty much, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but pretty much everyone is getting some sweet, sweet dollars from Secretary Mnuchin personally delivered. I hope it's in a novelty check, like the fucking clearinghouse. I'm good. um, I would use it
2: to take his beautiful wife on a date.
1: But at the same time it's like, you know, this is the really scary part is that you're facing if you're talking about 30% unemployment, which brace you said today the Fed said 32% unemployment. They are
2: estimating 32% unemployment, which would be I believe I think 10% more than the uh Great
1: Depression. Great
2: Depression somewhere around there, or oh, the height of the Great Depression.
1: Yeah, we didn't have, you know, we obviously have more, you know, labor market's a little different, but like I'm gonna go ahead and take the over on that because I, I it, it is a bull market, so I'm gonna take the over on that and say that you know you're if you've got 30 to 40 percent unemployment, that's a demand collapse that you've like never seen before. Yeah, and I don't know where people think like it's not just like it's not after 9/11 where we can just all go out and buy TVs again or whatever Bush told us to do. Like so you and this is what I kind of keep saying. Um, is that the, the, the nature of this beast? Is you've got, and globally, you've got a twin supply and, and demand shock that like yeah. won't resolve it, itself until maybe the summer, if that.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, people at the banks even are getting ready for like, okay, everything's going to be shut down until June. And like, what do you do?
0: Yeah. But,
1: like, what does that mean for GDP? I mean, that's like, and I don't, you know, I don't mean to be one of those people that's like, my best friend GDP, as if that, like, means something. I don't work for Vox Media, but, um, uh, Barstool
2: podcast.
1: (laughs) But, uh, you know, you know, I think I said this before. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, 40% unemployment and 30% drop in GDP. I don't think anyone knows what that means.
3: Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it, too. I do think that no one really knows what to expect. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's why markets are going insane. That's why the Fed is throwing everything they have at it. Um, and I think, I think the Fed kind of knows also that companies are, they have too much debt. Mm-hmm. Um, they've cut things too far in terms of, like, supply chain management. And so I think that because they've noticed it, They're like, well, shit. We have to do something to sort of like stop, you know, backstop this whole thing. And to do that, they're basically telling companies like, okay, we're gonna buy, we're gonna buy your bonds. Like, we're just gonna lend to you for five years, up to five years, basically for free. Like, Mm. what? You know, okay, it's not actually for free, but I mean, it basically is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so that's, you know, they're they're going to lend to companies that like no one else is going to lend to. So lender of first
1: resort basically instead of Uh, lender of last resort. I feel like someone, I think I was listening to uh, Joe Wiesenthal's podcast with Zoltan and Zoltan was said that I think maybe he said that I can't remember which person said that, but I thought that was a cute way to, or not cute, but like that's a new to think of the central bank as the lender of first resort is like a definitely a new way as we enter this phase two reality. (laughs) Okay. So we've teased it for a while, but we really do need to get into then the other half of the coin, which is, The Trump relief bill, which, um, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are probably familiar. You know, that that passed on Friday, I believe. It was signed into law on Friday. Um, There was some pretty, like, sketchy, weird stuff in how it was passed. The House had a voice vote, which is very weird. Um, They got to blame it on the pandemic, which is, in my mind, bullshit. So we don't have a record of who actually opposed it. Um, there's no, ri- there was no written vote. It was literally a voice vote, so well, anyone can Massey. claim they were against it.
2: <laughs> Massey.
1: Yeah, the Republican tried to. He tried to get. Uh, um, he tried to get a, a vote, vote.
2: Yeah. But and they they, they they
1: shut it down, which you know is total bullshit. I mean, I think you know, there's like, I mean, just as a side note, I think the reason why, because they were saying, oh, you have to call a quorum, and in order to call a quorum, you have to be in person. But yeah. it's like. Who's going to sue you and to where? Oh, you're going to go to the Supreme Court? It's a pandemic. Like, just fucking record the vote. It's yeah. like, what are, these people are just, anyway, they're, you know, anyway. Don't get me started on the clowns in Congress. <laughs> but, okay, so they passed the, um, the stimulus bill, package bill. It's a, you know, kind of a double whammy. You've got basically a massive, what they're calling stimulus, but it's really just a corporate bailout. And then also an expanded benefits program uh, in the in the wake of the pandemic. so we'll talk about let's talk about the the slush fund first, as it's being referred to.
2: Hold on, t- ladies, could you clarify to me, is this pork? <laughs> oh, is <there> pork? <laughs> no this
1: is well, this isn't what you would typically call pork, but okay. I guess it could be.
2: It's halal pork <laughs> or kosher pork. Pork is
1: usually what like like a, a senator or usually it's like just a dirty little house representative. Uh-huh. is like, you know, one of his constituents is like mobbed up and it's like, man, you got to get me, you know, this new base in my state or mm, whatever. And yeah, then yeah. And he goes and he gets it like shoveled into some big bill and that's kind of called pork or whatever. Gotcha. And it's a way for him okay. to get votes back in his district. Et
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But this is, so it's so funny because the news, the fake news, line news media keeps calling this a $2 trillion relief bill, but it's not really, is it? Uh,
3: no. Well, the Fed <laughs> itself uh, is going to have, what, $4.5 trillion mm-hmm. to lend out? Um, Which it
1: might and- leverage out even further.
2: Wait, ha- if this is a $2 trillion relief bill, how come this, wait, all right, all right. No, I'll let you finish. But this is already confusing me. You know, I'm not a numbers guy.
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, somehow they're going to take that number and make it into four trillion No, gotcha. So what they're doing is they are they set aside four hundred and fifty billion for the Fed, and the Fed's going to like take that and put it in a bunch of like little companies or whatever vehicles. Really, it's a, called a special purpose vehicle. It's uh, not that exciting. But but a
1: fun fact is what Enron used. They used that for Enron. That's where they they came up with it.
3: They did. Um, And they're going to basically like lever these vehicles up 10 to 1 and lend out 10 times the amount of money that they're getting from the Treasury in these vehicles. So, Mm. I mean, on one hand, like the Fed can do it. Basically, this is a really elaborate way to disguise the fact that the Fed is just giving loans and like basically printing money to give loans to companies.
1: Money printer go burr. Oh, this <laughs> is, oh, this is the printer.
3: This is the printer. So like, <laughs> the thing is, they create all these weird fucking like all of these strange rules and all of these weird names, but like it's all just disguising the printer. Yeah. It's that one guy. It's the one Wojak. Yes.
2: It oh, my is. My god. So Definitely, wait, they,
1: it's because yeah. they're so afraid of the appearance of looking like the bank of Japan. That's my like personal theory. It's all For just sure. like a house, you know, smoke and mirrors so that they don't, they can kind of like plausibly deny that they're actually doing any direct what? intervention. Cause that would make them, they it would, would be you not know.
3: independent.
1: Exactly. And then maybe
3: people would try to hold them accountable. Oh
1: no. Well, yeah, that's we'll it. get to how that's not
2: going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so yeah, so that's basically- why they gave Rand coronavirus. By the way,
1: <laughs> ooh, that's a good theory. Grace. That is a really yeah.
2: good. Right, yeah, I'm gonna workshop that one after we record, and it'll, I'll have it ready to tweet by tonight.
1: That's perfect. So okay, so they're using these bullshit special purpose vehicles to leverage out ten to one what they've been apportioned. So four fifty million turns into four and a half trillion, and that's what's on the books. Right, so, I mean, yeah. theoretically, on the books, but then basically, the treasury gets ultimately to decide where all of this money is going,
3: yeah, for specifically for the like corporate you know it bailout is a weird word to you, like it's really loaded, whatever mm-hmm. um, the corporate <clears throat> the corporate funds um, the treasury can basically say yes or no and like decide who gets loans. Um, So there is like an interesting thing about that because these are all like direct loans that they're talking about, but large companies can sell bonds to the fed. And I think that they, and, and this is like just a theory, but I think that they might be using the distinction between bonds and loans to not make big companies accountable at all to any sort of requirements.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah, actually, that's, I, it's funny you bring that up because I had a question about Ford. I saw that a bunch of Ford's, uh, I don't know, I guess debt have been written down. Oh, yeah. So, like, or like their credit ratings have been slashed. They're slashing ratings all over the place. And f- by that, I mean, like, you know, if people aren't familiar, there's credit there's rating agencies, Moody's and s and p, and they um, that's right, right yeah.
2: Moody and, Moody's is the ones for for ladies.
1: <laughs> and they you know they rate um, you know all different securities based on, you know theoretically knowing what's in them, even though they don't. But uh, triple A, a, double A, a, triple B, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, it goes down. And there's been over the past couple weeks, like a massive, what they I don't know, slashing of ratings, like across the board.
0: Billion,
3: I think, like ninety billion of bonds. Have, billion dollars.
1: Really? Oh my yeah. gosh! Wow. So I saw that bed. Ford was one of the companies that had a bunch of that slashed, and there's a funny requirement, or there used to be a requirement for the Fed buying back bonds, that yeah. they had to be of a certain rating. And so I was curious to see if Ford wasn't going to meet that threshold.
3: That's an interesting question, because I think that what Ford can do is Ford can sell commercial paper to the Fed. So oh, like for man. their, yeah. So they what do you mean like by, this. what's
2: commercial paper?
3: Commercial paper is, it's like how companies borrow for like overnight, a week, a month, like if it's just really short-term loans, it's supposed to be really safe. It's supposed to be really cheap, but a lot of the rates on on these uh, securities have gone up to like four percent.
2: Oh wait, is this what we were talking about a couple yeah. episodes ago? Oh, Maybe. what's but, it? Oh, Christ? I might be. I th- I'm just stupid. Go, keep going.
3: No, not no, not. I mean, it's weird because I I'm trying to like. I'm not sure I fully understand corporate paper markets, um, but I do know that rates are up really high.
2: Is there another name for this? Uh, Repo. This is different than Repo. Oh, oh
3: yeah. God. Repo is – it's not dissimilar to Repo. Okay. But – when it's repo, it's like usually just banks and investment funds.
2: Oh, but this is to companies. Yeah. And this is yeah. yeah. Gotcha.
3: So like, it would be
1: like if, um, overnight you needed to bar, you needed a bunch of quick cash to get driver, like truck drivers going across the country or
2: something gotcha, like that. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: And one of the big things in 08 was that the, the commercial paper market started seizing up first. And that's what really brought up um, a bunch of those cascading effects of people not being able to borrow. Because then it was literally overnight, just no company could do business, which was which was really crazy. So the Fed, so the Fed intervening or like preemptively getting involved in commercial paper shows that they're (laughs) like very taking this very seriously. Seems like,
3: and the funny thing is that like they made this weird rule that if you were rated investment grade on the day that they like announced that they're going to do this, then you can sell them commercial paper basically. Okay. Huh. And that's in, again, there are like multiple steps they have to go through and it's really complicated, but in effect <laughs> it's just them buying commercial paper.
1: Oh, well, maybe they'll get around it that way. I also think they could just be like, "Well, who cares about the regulate? We'll, we'll take it anyway. They're not yeah. going to not buy, I mean, they're not letting Ford go down.
3: I See, I'm not sure. Cause Ford has been high yield before. Mm. And so, and it's funny. Cause they actually like said that on a call a couple of years ago. And of course everyone freaked out because they were like, <laughs> oh shit, you're just saying you're going to be downgraded. <laughs> um, and so it's going to be like higher rates for a little while. I actually think it probably won't like fail or anything like that. Um, and even if they don't have the Fed necessarily.
1: Yeah. So do you so on that note, do you think that we're gonna see a bunch of industries or companies fail? Like even though the Treasury has this unprecedented amount of, of money. And also we should mention like I mean this makes like uh Mnuchin like maybe the most powerful treasury secretary of all in his in American history like this really is like an unprecedented corporate cash grab.
3: Yeah, and it's really funny because again like the Fed is obsessed with being separate from the Treasury mm-hmm. and they talk about their independence all the time and how important it is and then they're saying basically that like Mnuchin can say okay, well we don't want that company to get this money. And that one's okay. Which is really weird. And, yeah. And like unprecedented. Like yeah. And this
1: is the same guy who, by the way, like foreclosed old, like old ladies homes who were like two days, like past paying. Like this guy is a bad dude. It, yeah. it, even like everything else aside, like he's a really bad person and was like a real key actor in the, in the mortgage crisis. Yeah, for sure. So like yeah,
3: like with the industries and stuff. I mean, I feel like cruises are just dead.
1: Like yeah, forever.
3: like those are those are gone.
1: Airlines. I, yeah. I well that Boeing. Well, they're gonna have funny. Boeing. They were gonna have to bail out before the pandemic hit because they were going through some rough some rough uh, ch- ch- mechanical-
0: changes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's funny. I did read that a lot of the cruise industry too might get screwed because this is such a delicious, um, I don't know what you call it, like <laughs> turn. But a lot of the cruises are incorporated through shell companies in the Bahamas.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which and is I really think so, I think some of the vessels are foreign flagged too. Oh, which really? Means, oh, yeah. yeah. Like there's so the way like the uh, shipping or the way that basically any maritime industry works is that uh, you can get, there's many advantages to business owners to flag their vessels, to basically say your vessel is from like Panama or like like Panama is actually a country where they do this a lot or like anywhere, you know, Liberia, any of these countries. And so you'll see like uh, Maersk vessels or whatever. I don't know if necessarily Maersk, but like big, big vessels that will like have their technical like country of origin or whatever be uh, you know some, some poor like, nation with a big coastline or a small coastline. Uh, America, you can't you can, but you can't really do that because we have the Jones Act, which means that any vessels that go between two American ports, at, like basically it's more complicated than that. They have to be crewed by American sailors, but it's, I mean, a lot of these companies, just, they're basically like floating sweatshops ones that are anywhere else.
3: Yeah, it's grim. Mm. And it's fun. Yeah. The, the cruise, uh, the fact the cruise companies have the shell companies in the Bahamas is really funny. Cause it's like, why not Delaware? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, And
1: if it had been in the United States, then they probably would have been able to get bailed out. Well, Hey, cause they might actually not actually be American companies at this point. <laughs>
2: um, so who, who else? Give me some more, give me some more names yeah. here.
3: Alex. That's good. Let me think. Uh, I mean, I th- okay, so Ford's definitely going to be downgraded. Um, oh, insurers are a little weird right now.
2: Um, You're this- talking about, like, literal, like, health insurers, life insurers. Uh, life or-
3: insurers, specifically, are mm. the ones that have been buying a lot of low-quality bonds.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and there are a couple of, like, small corporate-focused, like, they insure companies, mm. and, like, They seem
2: pretty fucked, right? Well, any of these um, things when there's about to be a bunch of big payouts all at the same time, generally not great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, bad news. Well, that's not going to help the underlying possible liquidity crisis.
3: (laughs) I know, that's the thing. It's like, uh, this is like literally, okay, not literally. (coughs) It it seems really, really um, like perfectly designed to just destroy (laughs) the way that markets are set up right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's,
1: like, all of these – it's, like, all of these – it's not just, like, bad practices that have been, like, you know, kind of uh, the the key, uh, like, you know, structures of our economy or the underlying structure of our economy for the past, you know, 25, 35 years, 40 years, whatever. But it's also, like, all of the, these other things just, like, hitting at once.
3: Yeah. And so it's yeah. just,
1: like – it's just exacerbating the whole system.
3: Yeah, and the supply chain stuff is, like, a little niche. Um, It's less important than, like, obviously massive unemployment numbers. But I do think it's so weird that, like, all of a sudden, like, companies can't buy... They can't pay their suppliers. And they've been waiting to pay their suppliers. So they've they've been telling suppliers, like, okay, we'll pay you in 90 days instead of, like, tomorrow, like we were supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, But now... They, they don't know if they'll be able to in 90 days. So they, like, need to run for cash and borrow as much money as they can. And you're seeing that in, like, so many different industries.
1: I mean, you you know, I think you're, yeah, you're seeing it everywhere. And in, like, real real people industries, you know? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, mall operators and other, like, commercial real estate people are also completely losing their minds.
1: Yeah. That's the scary thing. We were joking. You and I were joking that, like, but the Fed can't get involved in commercial real estate. And it's almost like, uh, but maybe they can.
3: (laughs) Uh, Commercial real estate definitely wants the Fed to get involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, because it was already crashing. I mean, it was, like, simmering. A crash was simmering for a long time before this hit. And now... You know, it's like, it's, it's again, it's all these real world things. It's people losing their jobs and the supply chain shocks and the fact that, you know, no one's working. So there's a collapse in demand. So no one's buying. So, you know, consumption is down and all of that hit. And there was already, you know, what people were calling the like mall apocalypse or whatever of all of these stores shutting down or restructuring, et cetera, which is the same thing, basically. That's just like a slow death. (laughs) So it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, the big question then looking forward, and this is something Brace and I have talked about, is like, can Jeff Bezos step in and absorb all of this slack? Oh,
2: God. Which
1: is a horrifying, it's a horrifying thought, but, you know, it's true.
3: Well, that's the thing too. Like, it's funny you mentioned Apple before because Mm -hmm. Apple has so much cash. Like, the amount of cash that it has access to is like completely obscene. It's like two hundred and fifty billion dollars or something, or it was. And they had so much that they used to like issue debt and say like, okay, well, we want to keep this cash offshore. So they like kept it offshore in like Ireland or wherever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they would just be like okay well we're just gonna like borrow here and it's like we're you know it's like we're spending this cash but we're just uh, spending borrowed cash it was really funny they're insane also but it's it's super go ahead sorry
2: what is this gonna start like looking like in there because i'm just cognizant of time and i want to get to this what is this gonna start looking like in like the real world i guess like in the day-to-day life
3: yeah, I mean more abandoned malls. That's yeah, it's just been grim. Um, more unemployment. Like the unemployment stuff, I think can't be emphasized too much. Like that 3.3 million unemployment claims or jobless claims was seriously the biggest. It, it just was insane. Like completely unprecedented. Yeah, way bigger than people thought. And you know, I hope the stimulus package ends up being enough. But then, like. People have rent. I mean, there there are some. Um, you can't. I guess they said that people who live or people who have mortgages from like Fannie or Freddie can't mm-hmm. get foreclosed on or evicted for the next few months. Well,
2: I know Newsom Newsom like asked asked banks um, to not uh, foreclose on houses or to like to to stop mortgage payments or. You know, charging mortgage uh, to to people homeowners in California, and then Bank of America said no. Oh okay. yeah,
3: I heard about that. That's
2: insane. I know, which is I, mean, I think there's a few reasons for that, probably. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's also like, okay, maybe for some people with mortgages, but like rent, you know, if if it's gonna be, I mean, they're gonna have to obviously give people more money as time goes on too, because this is definitely already in San Francisco. They announced there's gonna be Uh, At least until April, or excuse me, May 1st, um, uh, the lockdown will continue. Uh, And it's like, I feel like the effects of this will worsen as time goes on.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the longer, yeah. It's funny because, like, you know, obviously things should be shut down for as long as they need to be shut down, right? But, like, the reason that they've all been talking about, like, oh, let's not make the cure worse than the disease is because the longer things are shut down, the worse markets are going to get yeah so like but the thing is again if you open everything up and you've got huge numbers of people getting sick then you're overwhelming the health system Mm -hmm. and like that's just the same problem but like through a different uh, channel
2: yeah 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 and it's probably also going to cause an equal amount of unrest or maybe even more
3: yeah absolutely
2: Um, I mean at least people would be able to you know go to Urban Outfitters or whatever by uh, Arctic Monkeys LPs but it's Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy because like, you can't, it's the weird thing about this crisis is like, we're stuck inside our houses. And so it's like hard to see things as like, see the effects of things uh, sort of on the day to day level on the street, because you sort of can only read about them. Um, but it's, it's like astounding. I mean, 32% unemployment. I mean, that would be, even if that is, even if that is actually accurate or whatever, instead of what I think it's being too conservative. Um, that will be, I mean, I don't even know what that could look like. That would be worse than the Great Depression by a lot.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't I don't either. The funny thing is that, yeah. like, all of the smart people don't. And so, like, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, well, what is, you know, this guy or that guy think? And and no one has any idea because it's just so big. I think,
1: too, it's like, you know, when we think about unemployment, I mean, I think I mentioned this last time we talked, but it's like the re- the, you know, large scale unemployment has like direct and very real like social and political like ramifications that really don't get i mean i don't want to say priced into but like as a way to kind of think about it economically like don't get thought of in the same way like you do not want like prime age people just no. like unemployed for <laughs> Like, months and months of time. Do you well, know what I'm saying?
2: There's, you know, a lot of reports of social unrest coming out of Italy, too. It's well, not exactly. like, it's looking grim there.
1: No, it's like, there's, these are very serious. And, you, you know, you pair that, again, with, you know, there's no consumption. You've got political unrest. There's you know, no local businesses except for quote unquote essential. And those are then stressed. I mean, it's very easy to see. I mean, I don't want to get too like doomer, although I do like to get a little doomer. Um, But it's very easy to see like how quickly I always say that word cascading, but it's because it has these like furthering, effects that aren't initially accounted for but end up kind of ramping up as you keep like falling down the hill or whatever I'm mixing a bunch of metaphors but you know
3: it works well (laughs) in the way that markets are set up like they make that worse right exactly and that's one of the things that's been freaking me out because you know if everyone is like looking for cash at the same time which is interesting because we talk about social unrest and I don't think it's I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of wealthy people are taking all their cash out and putting it in lockboxes because they must know, right? Yeah. Like, I think that pretty much everyone knows that this is going nowhere good. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of what's causing the problem that's leading to the layoffs is people, you know, thinking, oh, this is going to be awful and pulling their money out and putting it under their mattress.
1: Right. Which, Ugh. like,
3: it's insane really depressing i know it, i mean i've yeah i heard about a bank that actually is doing really good business um renting out lock boxes <laughs> like that's their new thing
0: <laughs> they're like hey
3: we'll give you an extra strong lock on your lock box and uh it's pretty
2: well, it's funny like also you know they they gun sales have obviously been through the roof i'm sure Um, but it's just crazy because we're going to see all these people basically forced out of their regular jobs and like in some cases, good jobs in order to become Instacart shoppers and, you know, whatever warehouse workers, we were saying this before, we were talking about this before we started recording, but, um, Lyft is now telling its drivers to start working at Amazon warehouses. And it's like, we're just going to see, I mean, the precariatization Mm-hmm. Uh, to make up another word from a, from another, not so, I think dictionary friendly word, um, uh, of the economy is just, I mean, this is like an accelerant for it.
3: Yeah. And things were already precarious enough, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's funny the way that people talk about these things, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it was like a jobless economic recovery back in 2004 or five. Like what that means is basically that everyone's jobs got a lot more precarious and it's continued to get that way. And now it's just like full on.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite statistics is that 80% of all new jobs created after the financial crisis were gig jobs.
2: Which is just like astounding. Yeah. Right. So like, that's like, a, yeah.
1: A- I get to say my favorite thing right now. Thanks, Obama.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because, like, I mean, especially in the context, because I think we've got to talk about this, and then I think just because of time, we got to wrap it up kind of soon. Uh, it, it's, um, you know, we're talking about unemployment insurance, and, you know, people getting this, this $1,200, and then on top of that, up to $600 uh, a week in unemployment benefits. As far as I'm aware, it's a little difficult for some of these precarious workers to apply for unemployment insurance.
1: Typically, but they expanded it to include gig and contract workers. Oh, did they? They did, which was like, that was a big fight over that. But they, and, and to include free, like people that categorize as freelance, contract, gig, like whatever you would call it. So those people can apply. The question is, like, how much they're going to get and also the turnaround on that. EDD is usually, like, pretty quick. But mm-hmm. the backlog is just, I mean, like, who knows, like, if they have the capacity right now to deal with the claims.
3: Which is funny because it's almost like, you know, they could use a lot of people uh, to do that.
0: Right? Well, <laughs> like, that's, that's funny like, about all of this. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's also like, oh, man, it sucks. Maybe you guys might have to raise wages to compete with unemployment benefits. God forbid.
2: I know. God yeah. forbid. Um, it's just funny because like, I mean, here in San Francisco, there's like, I mean, there's going to be a, like a massive need for for basically city workers and other places too. San Francisco has a massive budget, $11 billion a year. But like, there should just be, I mean, if I was the government which, uh, due to where I was born, I cannot be. Uh, I would, uh, I would like do a massive make-work jobs program in order to like help ease the effects of this cri- crisis. But like that's just clearly not going to happen. Yeah,
3: that's well. That's what sucks about it. And the funny thing is, like the Muni buying thing is probably the closest we'll ever get. And that's kind of really grim. Honestly.
1: Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, can the cities use that as an opportunity to basically enact these programs that they wouldn't have had the financial capacity to prior to that?
3: I'm really hoping. Uh, it's not entirely clear yet because we don't know uh, what the terms are going to be. We don't know how big it's going to be. But like, say that they take like another 300 billion and just like lever that up. And then mm-hmm. decide, like, okay, well, we're going to lend $3 trillion to municipalities. I mean, that's awesome, right? Like, you can actually employ people with that. Um, but, you know, they s- say that they're like, okay, we'll give $10 billion to this facility. Like, that's, that's nothing. And the thing is that, like, the people who are making these decisions are not accountable to anyone other than the president. Right. Basically. Right. So, it's... uh. And, and, you know, there are a lot of weird democratic implications for, like, the Federal Reserve making all of these decisions. Yeah, it's like,
1: yeah, Federal Reserve, I mean, it's basically policy that it's it's enacting.
3: Yeah, and like, you know, on one hand, it's good to sort of lift the veil between the Treasury and the Fed because it was Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, it, it was bullshit in the first place. But once it's up, you have to be like, okay, well, let's actually get, you know, some accountability in there. Right. Which there's not.
1: No. And probably not for some time. Yeah. And we're certainly not going to know anything about where Mnuchin's little, little fund goes for like, till like next year. Oh, I've you know.
2: heard that he's just using it to subscribe to people on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, I, that's, when, that's, when we'll know, that's when we'll know when the crisis is bad. The podcast economy. Um, when a <laughs> podcast market collapses. Well, I was thinking, I was talking to some other people about this. I was thinking of just purchasing uh, other podcasts, doing some hostile takeovers. Because, you know, we all have boards and stuff like that. So it's, I can could, I could work <laughs> my way in there. Um well, I don't know. Any you guys, Liz? Do you have any final questions? We uh, we're we're at the end of our hour here.
1: I don't. I mean, I can go on forever about this, but oh, I, was, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think like um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how far the Fed goes, and like you said, like now that this veil is up, if Congress cares <laughs> yeah. about about you know, maybe asking some questions to start, maybe trying to pass some laws to start. I don't know.
3: Yeah. And maybe even like elect local federal reserve board governors.
1: Oh my gosh. God now you're talking okay. crazy.
3: I know it's insane. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you got a dream anyway. Um, but thank you for having me. And I don't want to keep you guys too long.
2: No, no it's thank great. you. for. Yeah. Always, always a pleasure. Um, well, cool. Well, Alexandra, I hope you have a smashing night there in Delaware. Uh, if you yeah. see Joe
1: Biden, by the way, oh, yeah. confuse him, him because he seems to have
2: a hard time with that. or give him a hug. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's I, I uh, always a pleasure to talk to you.
3: Well thanks for having me for real. It's
2: always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See you next time. So, well, first of all, that was fascinating.
1: (laughs) It was. You know I can talk all day about this and many other things that no one really cares about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I'm actually the one who's obsessed with celebrities, although technically all the celebrities I'm obsessed with are part of an international child trafficking sex ring. But you're the person who's like the big, you know, you wear the money pants in the family.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're obsessed with fame and I'm obsessed with
2: fortune. Well, hold on here, baby. (laughs) My genetic heritage definitely makes me obsessed with fortune. <laughs> I just thought it was a cute way to put it. Yeah, that is that that is that is quite adorable. So a lot of you guys know that I uh, I have a certain sound here, which Young Chomsky, can you hit me with it? The... Yeah. But due to changes in my lifestyle, uh, basically, uh, they you can't see this, listeners, but I'm I'm holding this up for for for. My coworkers here. I have a money clip now. You guys see this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. ILW money clip, which I think is very cool. Uh, now I'm a money guy. So my new sound, my new sound is ching. <laughs> and uh, I will be Why? doing that.
1: Why do you do it? Why does it sound like it's that when you do it? It's a higher pitched
2: <laughs> register. Ching. Ch-
1: hold I on. I hate it so much. I ch- hate ch- it ch- so much. <laughs>
2: How do you do it? Can you guys do it? Cha-ching, cha-ching, no, (laughs) cha-ching. I can't even tell what I'm doing wrong. I know it's not. Listen, I know it's like you're like you you like like clench up
0: when you do it.
2: Yeah, I get excited.
0: You sound really. You gotta like relax and do it.
2: I cannot do. (laughs) I am. I throb when I do it. Well anyways, oh. that's 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 uh that's I'm I I'm, I'm thinking of switching sounds. Whoa, uh, sound sound switch. We're gonna yeah. ha- I'm gonna well, have to
0: um check I'm gonna look into the technical <laughs> feasibility the aspects of
2: that. Of that. Yeah. Well we can always yeah, 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 yeah. Um but it's uh obviously I uh, you know I have a I have a bandolier filled with various sounds that I make <laughs> with uh flawless acu- accuracy. <laughs> Uh, able to be drawn at any point and loaded. Yeah, it's like
1: a your keytar.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a keytar. Wrong. What did you call it? <laughs> Um It's kind of like that. It's not. uh carried away. Don't ever call me a guitar again. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? No, so Is it a kitar. Like I was so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't hate interrupting you, but I was doing it as a bit and then I saw your face and now I feel sad. Why? Oh, well, just I don't know. What if you die? Brace? Well, no, from like a, from just like the things, like a-
1: Don't say that. That's bad. I don't like that. Don't no, put that out in the
2: world. By, that's by me doing funny. that, okay, fine. What if I don't- well, No,
1: stop it. Fine.
2: What if you start wearing a mask for some reason to scare me?
1: Um, I don't think I have any.
2: Oh, so that's okay to put out in the world, scaring Brace. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, you got any last words, baby? No, let's uh, shut it down. Okay. Uh, my name is uh, Randy Paul. <laughs> why do you keep saying Randy? Randy, Randy, Randy Paul, Randy. <laughs> yeah, baby, Randy Paul, baby. You make me, you make me Randy Paul. That's, that's that. All right, I'm Liz. We are joined, as always, by producer Young Chopsky. He does the music as well. And, uh, baby, why don't you sing us out?
1: We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Jeffrey